Here's a message from Ken Lavica. It's time to crown a great achievement on Coronation Weekend. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Jeanette, let me ask you how much attention are you going to pay? To the coronation tomorrow? None. In England? I, none. Absolutely none. I don't understand it. I don't get why people are obsessed with it. I don't, like, no. Especially with him. Queen Princess Diana. Rest in peace. Not a fan of King Charles, I take it. What's just the British royal family? Like, what's the deal? I don't get it. What time is it? People are going to wake up at 5 o'clock yeah, in the morning gonna to be watch early. this? It is going to be early, early, early in the morning. Stone, uh, how, how excited are you uh, for, for King Charles' coronation? I mean, I can't lie. I've had this on my calendar for months. Now, let me it's ask you, It's a big you, day for me and Kingo. Who? King C, man. Say it again. King C. Kingo the big Charles. C. Yeah. Charlie! <laughs> are there prop bets on this? What up, C? Yeah. Like what? Uh, there has to be something. <laughs> what prop would there be? For the coronation. I don't how know. How long the walk is down. Yeah. The uh, aisle, how, whatever. Yeah. Well, at Westminster Abbey. So here's what's happening tomorrow, in case you don't know. Um, King Charles, it's his coronation tomorrow in London at Westminster Abbey. He will uh, properly be crowned as King of England. He already has the title. This is the coronation. What's the difference between the two? Not quite sure. Couldn't tell you. Don't know how thousands of years of British tradition works. I do know that it seems like a whole lot of pop and circumstance for not a whole lot of, well, circumstance, considering that King Charles has absolutely no power whatsoever other than being a guy who is sitting on a proverbial throne. That said, Jeanette. Maybe we're just being ignorant Americans because thousands and thousands and thousands of people from around all corners of the planet, actually, a lot of them probably formerly ruled by England, uh, and those proud English people themselves will be lining a parade route from Westminster Abbey all the way back to Buckingham Palace as King Charles has paraded um, throughout Waves and waves and waves of his trusty subjects. Now, the fact that this is still happening in 2023, it's pretty nonsensical. It is abject stupidity. But that's my opinion. Maybe we are just ignorant Americans. What if, what if, Jeanette, people in England right now are saying, my God, Cinco de Mayo, those Americans binge drinking off tequila, that was a holiday created by white people to stereotype Mexicans, and everybody just goes along with it. They're looking at us like that. We're looking at them like that. I feel like there's something lost in translation between our two great nations. Sounds like we're even. Done and done. <laughs> uh, done ignorant and done. to ignorant, playing field Wipe is it off clean. the table. Exactly. Come and what? Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and set the uh, set the mood here, Stone, if you could, because this is the first coronation. In 70 years. 
since the death of Queen Elizabeth. We were on the air as that happened, if you recall correctly, Jeanette. We broke the news of Queen Elizabeth's passing. And I think your exact words were, the queen is dead. Went to break. Was that incorrect, Stone? I don't think I minced words. I gave the news directly to the people. The queen is dead. Well, was dead. Yeah, there's no sugar. Has been dead for quite some time now. I was going to say, was. Did she come yeah. back? There's no sugar coat in that. <laughs> Zombie queen. <laughs> She's dead. She was dead. Dead and gone. Right, well, how am I supposed to okay, say? Okay, JT. She's taking that long nap. No, she's dead. She was dead. So King Charles is going to be the subject of the coronation tomorrow. I will probably not give it much time at all. Because I don't... It's a long, long endeavor. This thing's like six, seven, eight hours long. I want no part of it. But I feel like it is historic. Even if we don't know why it's happening, why it exists, don't care about it, it is historic, no? This is a monarch who is formally being placed on the throne of his respective nation. There's something kind of cool and historic about that, right? No. (laughs) Absolutely nothing about it. I think it's something for our grandparents who are typically up at that 5 a.m., that 6 a.m. hour. I mean, they'll tune in. Your grandparents are up at 5 (laughs) a.m.? Oh, yeah, every every single morning. I woke up at 5 a.m., but, like, to go to the gym, and I didn't turn a TV on. It's like what happens when you go to bed at 7 p.m. Like, you're going to get up at 4 in the morning. (laughs) Okay. Valid point. You're correct. Not even Jess. Like... So, so my wife her loves reality television. Is Lisa Jess, Vanderpump. Okay, so so Jess isn't even because they're the Bravo types, and my wife and your girlfriend Jess are the Bravo types. I feel like there's a Venn diagram in which there's an overlap between Bravo reality show television lovers and royal family attention paid to. Uh, am I am I speaking out of turn here? Yeah, but I think you know the not coronation, but the correlation that Chris Jenner would be like. Queen Elizabeth in this case. So like we'd wake up at five in the morning to watch a little bit of that. Wait, who is who is who is the American Queen? Let's not pretend that it's not Chris Jenner. <laughs> is it Chris Jenner or is it Kim? Is it, it Kim? It would K? be Kim. It would be Kim because Kardashian. She might be, a thousand Chris Jenner is be, the queen mom. I hate this conversation. Yeah, but Kim Kardashian's the queen. You can't be a queen with a sex tape out there. I think that's just rules. No, I think that makes you more likely to be Scandalous. my queen. That, She's real. Yeah. She's a real queen. Yeah, I was going to oh. say. my queen. I would actually, I would be more into my queen having a sex tape. <laughs> you know why? Yeah. Me too. Uh, you just... I mean, Stone, you can be more wrong. If I if if I could say my queen, he gets down. She's dope. Queen Kim. But what would be Queen Elizabeth's blemish? What would be the thing that she did that's scandalous? That's really, really, really wrong. Uh, well, well, you know, wipe out a couple I'm, populations and everything. Being a staunch imperialist, yeah. yeah that, that would be something. Yeah. <laughs> Wiping out a couple of civilizations, yes. <laughs> Valid point. Um <laughs> But but I guess the American Queen. Who is the American Queen? Now I understand that it's King Charles, but we spent all of our lives up until a couple of months ago with there being a Queen of England. It's what I know. It's what Jeanette knows. It's what Stone knows. Who is? And I think it's a a a more interesting question. Who is the Queen of America? And I'm sure someone's going to call and say Kamala Harris. It's Kamala Harris. <laughs> Well, we could. no, but let's like let's not let's not you know get, put some thought into this. Okay, <laughs> I, I think it is Kim K, and Chris Jenner is Queen Mum, because Queen Elizabeth's mom wasn't queen, but she was queen. 
are they the are the Kardashians the first family? <laughs> I would love it if like we put Rihanna as the queen mm. of America, but she can't be because she's not right. American born. Right? Mm-hmm. Where's she from? Barbados? Yeah, she's from Barbados. Yeah. Uh, so, so who is the, who's the royal family of the United States? Who is the royal family? Of the, is it the Kardashians? Is it still the Kennedys? Is it the Trumps? I Kennedy's don't know. Kennedys still around? Huh? The Kennedys are still around? The Kennedys are still around. Okay. Um, but there's not as many of them as there were. I would not. Like, <laughs> if I were born means. into the Kennedy family, the first thing I would do is change my last name. Because you're cursed? Yeah. Feel like you're cursed? Yeah. They've had a rough road. Um, who is the, who is, to put it lightly, who, uh, especially if you were Ted Kennedy, uh, who is, who is the first family? Who is the first family? Who is the royal family of the United States? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Set the mood again, Stone, if we could. Uh, because again, we did, we are, this country is a descendant of Britain. So I also think that's where some of the the allure of a small percentage of the American public is. And I also think that there is a, there's a certain, when it comes to human nature, a certain draw to those that are privileged. It's why we have a celebrity culture, right? It's why I have paparazzi near my front door every evening when you I get it. home. Oof. <laughs> nope. Um, but we, we it's why we watch Bravo. We love celebrity culture, yep. right? And people, the royal family is British celebrity culture to an extent. There's something about monarchy, something about kings and queens. We love watching king and queen shows, right? Uh, Game of Thrones, kings, queens, the whole thing. Well, that's different than today's. There's scandal in the British royal family. There's incest. In the British royal family. Today? There's rumors. I have no idea. I'm no, just you, I feel like you now you're just talking about I'm Game of Thrones. I'm just talking, right? I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Game of Thrones had boobs? <laughs> Sex day, boobs, Kim K. Like, I just, I, I think that there's a certain allure. Like, again, I think it's silly. I would never, never just stand on the streets of London to see King Charles' old ass roll by. But... To say, hey, I actually was there, even if it was for like a half an hour. There's something cool to that. You could say you were part of history, like right? David Beckham last year, or at the the death. Did the, he? He was. Yeah, like, he yeah, went he waited to pay his like, respects to, right. to Queen Elizabeth, right? Well, he's. I feel like he had a personal relationship with the Queen, though. No, I just think he's a proud Brit. That's true. Wasn't he knighted? Is he Sir David? Could Beckham? you look up and see if he's knighted? Also, while you're at it, see if there's any prop bets. On King Charles' coronation. Don't I have like $60 or $30 left? I think you blew it. No, I only did half of it. Then, yeah, there's $30 that you can use at your own risk. We'll find a prop bet here that doesn't exist. (laughs) There's got to be a King Charles' coronation prop prop bets. There has to be. I want to say over five. It's all timing, though. It's got to be time. Over five times they mentioned Princess Diana. Um, Over under how many times they show Prince Harry on television? Yes, those would be the types. How annoying is it to you, Ken, that I like, I receive texts right now like, oh, the Mannings are the royal family in the state. The Mannings. You like that, actually. They, they might be the royal family of football. They're not the royal family of America. Right. I guess I could have teetered it to football. Yeah. No, football. because if I were to ask mommy, who's Peyton Manning? She'd be like, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah? That's what I'm saying. But but she's not. You're. you're Happy you're, Cinco de Mayo, everyone, by the way. Mommy is. Yes. For you white people that have stereotype Mexicans and celebrate. Um, what is the... 
Yeah, your, your mom's not Mel Kuyper. Like, mommy's not Mel Kuyper. She's not locked into football. But the Mannings absolutely are the royal family of football, nice. I think. But who would, they, who would be the royal family of baseball, then? I don't want to say the Griffies. Don't want to do that. It could be. Could be. Canos? Oh, no, the Dominican. I mind went Dominican. I'm sorry. I'm Wait, who did you say? Who would um, you say? Canos. The Canos. Canos? Cano. <laughs> did you get that? Oh, no? wow. That took me a second. Yeah, okay. No. Um, but we're talking we're talking United States. This is a, a, a U.S. centric conversation. The Canoes I'm terrible at not American. <laughs> After I said Rihanna. Are the Mannings the first family of football? They have to be. I, I almost think they have to be. I think that the first family of baseball, I like the Griffies. Like Stone, that's actually really, really good. I don't know who else you would make a case for, to be quite honest. The first family of basketball. Mm. Once Bronny gets in the league, is it the James? Let's not act like it's not LeBron James and company. But we need another contributor. We've just had LeBron at this point. That's why I'm hesitant. Like this it. is where we have generations. It needs to be something generational in order for them the to be Curry's? the royal family. Mmm. So you've got you the have king. two brothers and the dad. The, yes, Dell is the king. Steph. And Steph is like the Prince William, mm-hmm. who will eventually become the king. He might be the king already. Dell might have advocated the throne. Um, and then there's Seth, who's like Prince Harry. That's what, yeah. I mean, let's just go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off here. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what he's going to say, and I'm scared. What? Lamar Ball, Lonzo Ball. The balls. <laughs> the balls of the royal family of basketball. There's, there's <laughs> many things that can be said about that. Um, it's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I was scared. I thought either A, Stone was going to say something stupid, or B, Stone was going to say something offensive. And you know what? It at least made me think. <laughs> Kudos to you. Kudos to you. We can go with the Ripkins in, in, in the baseball well, world. Ripkins in baseball is very good as well. Who is the royal family of football? Who is the royal family of baseball? Who is the royal family of basketball? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and tweeted us at KLV1063. Who else? The Berries. John, Brent, Rick Berry, Scooter. <laughs> okay. All right. Getting thin. We're getting thin. We're getting thin. I was going to say, the Berries are starting to get a little thin. <laughs> a little stretch here when we're talking royal family of basketball. I'm not quite sure about that. You know, I think Serena and Venus, that's an easy one. That's the royal family. The Williams are the royal family of tennis, yeah. That, no question. No doubt about it. Um, all right, good times. Excellent. So back to what I was originally going to talk about. <laughs> uh, this week, we've had several outstanding sports achievements. Since we're crowning a king tomorrow, um, I want to go ahead and crown the sports achievement of the week. And all you have to do is look back to last night in Toronto. I will say this, never, never could I have expected, and I came down here in 2007. I came here to South Florida in 2007. The Panthers didn't make the playoffs for the first time for, what was it? It was 2000. Yeah, they made the playoffs once in the first 14 years I lived here in South Florida. I moved here in 2007. They made the playoffs once in the first 14 years I lived here in South Florida. So now the fact 
that you have a Florida Panthers team that is two wins away from the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm on Twitter and social media last night on an off night for the Heat. And all anybody is tweeting about is the Panthers' second period and then hanging on for dear life and Sergei Bobrovsky and the series he's had so far against Toronto. Big Bob. Big Bob. I don't know what universe, what world I'm living in right now. I cannot believe that all of South Florida has been completely overtaken by Panthers fever. And yes, they're sharing it with the heat. But the fact that the Panthers are a top two story in South Florida sports at the same time that the Heat and the Knicks are playing in a second round series I don't quite know how to wrap my mind around it. And to me, what the Panthers have done, Game 7 Sunday, beating the Bruins into winning the first two games in Toronto, that, Jeanette, to me, is the crowning sports achievement of the week for Los Gatos. I'm going to have to go with the Miami Heat in this spot, but it's insane. And you have people who haven't, I haven't heard talk about the Panthers at all all ever now being Hockey. huge fans yeah. and being part of I had a bunch of friends who are out in Del Rey at the watch parties now and they invited me out and I didn't go but it's insane uh but it's good time to live in South Florida right it's now. awesome and I actually I got tweeted this morning by somebody and uh this is from Jay Wubbs and he's right I don't think the sports world's making a big enough deal of what's going on in Sunrise right now. The Florida Panthers, after coming back down 3-1 on the best regular season team of all time, is now up two games to none on one of the NHL's founding franchises. Just wow. Think about that. When you put it that way, when you read it that way, the Panthers beating the best team in the history of the sport in the regular season in a seven-game series into now up two games to none on an original six franchise in the NHL. That is profound, unbelievable, jaw-dropping stuff that is worthy of the biggest bandwagon in sports right now. But I think the fear is, and it's not only here with Ken Levick alive, it's also a fear up there in Bristol with guys like Stephen A., with some of the talking heads that we know Might and have love. To talk hockey? That they have to talk hockey. Now, now, because it's a real fear. Because what are you going to say? Because, yes, we all tune into hockey. I watched, I think, over 80 hockey games this year. Now, have I understood a bit of the lingo? To be honest, not a single one. I know what offsides is. I know what the power play is. But we get into this thing, and I know you can speak to it. The hell's a four check? Well, I, I can't speak to it because I am. I've never heard of that. I am a. Uh, I'm a longtime hockey. <laughs> I mean, oh. exactly. So it's like J Wubs. Salute to you. We want to chat about it, but we just watch and enjoy. I and guess- we like to hear that horn when they score. So I want to throw a rat onto the ice. Okay. How do I do that? Well, you got to go to a game first of all. <laughs> oh, okay. The NHL, the NHL is also sort of trying to uh, put the old poo-poo on Panthers fans throwing the rats onto the ice. They say it delays the game too heavily, and they have threatened. Uh, this is going back to last year in the postseason. Uh, threatened uh, minor or major penalties against the Panthers uh, if fans throw rats on the ice during play. How does that make sense? You, this is the same league that allows two guys to throw their gloves on the ice and then duke it out. You're not going to let some plastic rats who do absolutely nothing <laughs> now you're lay messing, down there? Now you're messing with TV schedules and whatnot. Because typically when you go to TV timeout, that's when the, uh, what's the big boy called? 
The Zamboni? The Zamboni's got to come in on those boy. TV timeouts. The big boy. Stone just called the Zamboni the big boy because he couldn't think of anything else to try. <laughs> and he and, did the little driving yeah. motion. That's and, the and only way I knew what he was called. talking about. He was like, the big boy, and then he did a driving motion like he was a toddler. Meep, meep. So we get a goal. You know, <laughs> these guys get a win late in the third period. We throw the rats. We go to TV timeout. Now the Zamboni's got to try to just, you know. They it, can it, figure it out. That's called tradition. Yeah. They can figure it out. You know what we should do? We should ask hockey fans what they expect from us. Like, I'm Ooh, willing to I love that. I'm willing to, to attempt to cater the best I can to the hockey fan in South Florida, to the Panther fan. Um, if it sounds like hey, we're just sort of throwing stuff at the wall, like eh, did we prepare for the show? Eh, not really. Um, I, I, I but I, I am curious because I'm getting these messages, and this was this was not in reaction to anything I had tweeted. This was just out of the blue. I don't think that the sports world's making a big enough deal of what's going on in Sunrise right now. You know you're not going to hear it on uh, ESPN National Radio, right? No I, shot. Who comes on after us? It's uh, the we, dude who plays the music. Canty and Carlin or Is Jason it, Fitz and Harry oh, Douglas? Jason Fitz, yeah. Hey, Jason Fitz and Harry Douglas, they ain't talking Panthers. They okay? have no idea. They ain't talking hockey. It's not happening, Okay. I, I'm not going to give up two hours of, of an entire show to the Florida Panthers, but I'm legitimately excited about the Florida Panthers. I want people to think that you can have an outlet to talk Panthers on this show as the playoffs progress. If they get into the Stanley Cup final, I mean, I'm more than willing to dedicate large, vast swaths of this show to the Panthers as long as we can juggle it with the heat. In the, in that oh, spot. What a great sentence. But I'm not, I, I am not going to ignore the Panthers because it's just hockey. In fact, if you could, if you could, Forsling me. Forsling me. The go-ahead, the, the eventual game-winning goal last night, not even two minutes into the second period via TNT. Forsling me. Kachuk to Lundell. Return to Kachuk looking across. Forsling scores! Two goals in the first 106. How about it, Forsling? All right. So that's what I'm saying. Like that, I want to dedicate time to the Panthers. A little one-timer action right there. I want to dedicate time to the Panthers. Well done. Correct context. Okay? <laughs> like This is exciting. This is fun. It is really a lot of fun to see, A, Boston fans cry, and then, B, Toronto fans worry and fret and make excuses. Like This has been good. And we're going to get to the Canadian equivalent, at least the Toronto equivalent of Good Morning America. <laughs> Because they have been embarrassing themselves north of the border, okay? We're going to get to that in a moment because there is some loser talk emanating out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada right now. But hockey fans, Panthers fans, what do you want from us? What do you expect from us? Keeping in mind that I am, uh, I am not the foremost expert on hockey, keeping in mind that there are a lot of bandwagoners who are jumping on board, that are excited about the Panthers because they're playing real well and they're extremely likable and they've already made history. Keeping in mind that we might keep it as elementary as possible, like what, what do you want us to do for you? Because you're the forgotten about team and sport in this region. Panthers, hockey. You're the forgotten about team. The Panthers haven't helped because, again, I moved down here in 2007. They made the playoffs once in the first 14 years I lived down here. Pretty tough to gain traction momentum, Jeanette, uh, when that's taking place. Yeah, especially with all the other organizations yeah. we have down here winning championships. Right, except for, well, 
well, the Heat are winning championships. Nobody else is winning championships. But you're right. Well, the Marlins opened up a ballpark true, and true, everything. They true. were still in the headlines. And promptly sold the team. Um, <laughs> what do you want us to do for you? How can we help you, the Panthers fan, the hockey fan, right now? Because it's starting to get to that time where we can no longer go through a show every day, not at least mentioning the Panthers once. Trying to have a viable hockey conversation about the Panthers. Something enriching, something intelligent, something that is going to cause you to feel as if you're being stimulated. Okay? Hockey-wise. Can we just talk about the body oh, You know, that forcing goal stimulated me in another way, I guess, I suppose. In the nether regions? Yeah, tingly. But... I mean, the body of work, though, nine days, five games, five wins, two in overtime, three win facing elimination against the greatest team that the NHL has ever seen, three mm-hmm. comebacks and four on the road, and they're up 2-0 on the Maple Leafs and two wins away from the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, uh, and, and, and keep in mind, the Bruins were the betting favorite to win the Stanley Cup in round one. Panthers, got them. <laughs> the Maple Leafs, right now, betting favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Panthers, up two games to none. I mean, they're doing something special. So they're worthy of our time. I suppose they have been worthy of our time, and that's a bad job by us. But now, what can we do for you? You, the hockey fan. You, the Panther fan. You, the jumping on the bandwagon Panther fan. How much time should we dedicate to the Panthers? What should we be doing with the Panthers? Just tell us, how can we help you? How can we raise the profile of what's happening here? 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. What can we do for you, the hockey person? Jared is in West Palm on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jared? Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, the... Just watch the games. Um, playoff hockey is amazing. It's like NBA in a sense to where the regular season's not, you know, you get some good games here and there, but playoff hockey is amazing. And uh, forechecking is when a player is checked in their own defensive zone before they're able to initiate an attack. And the Zamboni comes out during intermissions. Right. Um, the big boy. commercial break is not long enough. Yeah. Uh, to, 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 to clean the whole ice. Thank yeah. you. But yeah, just watch the games, man. Yeah, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're going to try. We're going to give it a try here. And we've been watching all the games. And appreciate the call, Jared. We've been watching all the games. I watch these games every single night. I yeah. have for the past month. And this is the thing about Panthers fans. I've never met a bad Panthers fan. They're always like the nicest fan base here in South Florida. Just excited to talk about hockey, excited that the Panthers are relevant again, and just want to share their passion for the team. It's fun, and I feel good for them because I know hardcore Panthers fans. uh, And is it the biggest fan base? No. But are they hardcore ones super into it? And nice. Yes, they are, and they deserve everything that's happening right now. And again, the Panthers are playing out of their damn minds. The Heat. The Heat at least have a championship DNA in this team that vastly underperformed all season long, and then now they're starting to hit their stride. The Panthers went through a coaching transition, and they sort of underperformed, and then they really turned it on late at the end of the season. So uh, unlike the Heat, they actually woke up for the final month of the regular season, and now they are playing as good a hockey as anybody. And again, sticking it to Boston and sticking it to Canada, I mean, my God. My God, it's perfect. And I would also like to ride a Zamboni. Like, that would be my hockey dream. Ride a Zamboni, the Panthers win, and I throw a rat on the ice. If anybody can help me make that possible, that would be fantastic. 
uh, the big boy. I still love that Stone went with, couldn't think of Zamboni, so he went with the big boy. I didn't want to say I want to ride the big boy. Okay. <laughs> it's just assumed. Um, uh, what was the crowning sports achievement of the week? What was the crowning sports achievement of the week? And hockey fans, what can we do for you? How can we enrich your listening experience and give proper attention to one of the great sports stories right now? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and on Twitter, at KLV1063, that's 888-760-3776. Also, I suppose we should throw out there, who is the queen of the United States of America? That's right. That was an actual conversation that we had in the opening minutes of this show. Who is the actual queen of the United States of America? Who is the queen? And we came to a consensus of Kim Kardashian. Well, I get the co- sense we might have some pushback on well, that. Well, the musical queen would be Beyonce. Whether you think about her or not, she's married to Jay-Z. No, but we're talking queen. The king, okay. the king of hip-hop, but I don't in my humb- opinion. I, now, Beyonce, though, could be the, the actual queen. Of America. Stone's shaking his head, but I think you're being dismissive of, of Beyonce. That's fine. Then call me dismissive. What, what, what's your beef with Beyonce? I don't necessarily have any beef, but I don't think that I'm willing to go as far as naming Beyonce the queen of America. Well, I'd say I said music. I said the queen I of know music you did. But, but Beyonce. You can make the case because we're not talking about queen of music, though, because that's still Aretha Franklin. Uh, Franklin. Is she alive? Gosh, <laughs> that's I don't a know. I don't even I don't remember. Know. Can you look that up real quick? I, you know what? I, uh, I, I want to say no. I want to say, no, she's the one who did R-E-S-P-E-C-T, right? Yes. Or you could just Google Aretha Franklin. She, she uh, died in August uh, mm. of 2018. Well, rest in peace. Five years ago. <laughs> I saw her Mardi Gras once. Really? And uh, In Universal. Yeah, when I was younger. That's random. Well, rest in peace. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What was the crowning achievement of the sports week? What was the crowning sports achievement of the week? Who is the queen of America? Who is the royal family of football, baseball, and basketball? And music. And and we're throwing music in there, too? I thought we did. We just covered it. Well, it's Beyonce. I answered yeah, it for it's you. it's Beyonce. We already answered it okay. for you. Okay. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. Can't promise you the rest of the show is going to be better than what you heard for the last 28 minutes. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Tequila Mockingbird tweets in, Beyonce, Beyonce, Jesus Christ, Beyonce is the queen of America. I wouldn't go America. Uh, Troy tweets in, America lost her queen and haven't replaced her yet when Betty White died. Agreed. Talk to him. Agreed. 
Rest in peace, Queen. Yeah. Now, I'm surprised you wouldn't have made a case if we're going posthumous Queen of America for Carrie Fisher. Since yesterday was your concocted Star Wars holiday. And today is Revenge of the Fifth. Happy Revenge of the Fifth. It's Cinco de Mayo. No, it's not. It's all of the above. I should be having my best life today between Cinco de Mayo How do you and celebrate Revenge of the Revenge Fifth? Of the fifth? <laughs> I should be dressed in all black. But oh well. Okay. College football is pretty simple. I think it's the Bowden family. Um, Shout out to Dave MacGyver Judah for the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it is the Bowden family. The entry there. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, who is the Queen of America? Britain coronating its king tomorrow. But I think that the, the, the suggestions for King of America would be really annoying. And quite honestly, there's too many people. I, I would argue there's too many people in this country that think that the, they're the, the King of America for us to have that conversation. Same thing with the Queens, though. There are some girls who need to be put, like, put, <laughs> put in, in place. their place. 100%. Yes. Uh, who is the Queen of America? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And what was the crowning sports achievement of the week? I say that it was, uh, it's the Panthers. I mean, what the Panthers are doing is completely unheralded. It is unbelievable what they've been able to put together. Beating the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup in the first round. Then the new odds-on favorite, the Panthers are up two games to none on them. And... Historically, we're talking original six franchises that the Panthers are putting to shame right now. It is excellent. Uh, Jeanette says it's the Heat. It's the Heat, game one, winning at Madison Square Garden, and then nearly without Jimmy Butler and with a corpse of a basketball team, almost taking down a full-strength Knicks team in game two. And then game three is tomorrow right here on ESPN 106.3. What about you, Stone? What is your crowning sports achievement of the week? For me, it's going to be Lamar Jackson putting pen to paper. On that big, big deal. And a lot of things that he said yesterday, I think him saluting his mom, I think that's deserving of a crown, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out Felicia Jones. And the way Lamar handled yesterday, and Eric DaCosta, all of the things that he said, for me, it's Lamar Jackson putting pen to paper, 260 mil, 185 of it guaranteed. Shout out our boy from the crib. Uh, so Lamar Jackson met with the media yesterday, and you're right. I think he did an extremely good job, especially since the last year has yep. really been pretty acrimonious. Uh, a lot of people saying a lot of things about him that aren't true. A lot of people making assumptions about him that aren't true. And he sat up there like a professional and he answered everything that was thrown at him. And I thought he did a really, really, really good job. Uh, I'm trying to decide if I agreed with or I was put off by the Bucks firing Budenholzer. Like, there's just a lot to unpack with that. From a performance standpoint this year, especially in the playoffs, and you lose to the eight seed in five, is that fireable? Yes. The way that they lost game five, not calling timeouts, uh, absolutely blowing uh, an inbound play defensively that forced overtime, not able to get a shot off on the final possession of OT, just the way things went down in that series, blowing a 14-point fourth quarter lead, that game five blowing a 16-point fourth quarter lead. Is all that stuff fireable? Sure, absolutely, especially when you had the best regular season of any team in the NBA. But you also are two years removed from a championship, and it comes out after the series that Coach Bud's brother had died in a car accident during the series. So I just, like, the basketball part of me said, yeah, crown him. Like, I mean, the Bucks did the right thing, made a tough decision, but the human part of me and the rational part of me said, 
I mean, two years after winning a championship, you're going to get rid of this guy? Even if there are coaching deficiencies, what coach doesn't have deficiencies? I just thought that was a, a fairly raw deal. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think the stat came out yesterday. The uh, coaches that led their team to championships, none of them still <laughs> have a job. It's Frank Vogel. It's Nick Nurse. It's Mike Yeah, Boop. but the thing with Frank Vogel, he was clearly just like a caretaker. I was going to say the Orlando Magic got rid of Frank Vogel. And it was clear that he had lost some relationships in that locker room. LeBron like, just needed somebody to boss around. Yeah. And and then another thing for me. I, just I, needs I, a pincushion. I'm, I'm, I'm so curious to how that meeting goes when you sit Mike B down. Like, what are you saying? Yeah, how does that, right. Like, how does that conversation go? Like, hey, sorry about your brother. And by the way, here's a pink slip. And now you don't have a job. Right. I, I don't, I don't. And thanks for the title two years ago. Thanks what? for the title. And, and keep in mind too, the championship the Bucks won two years ago, Giannis suffered what appeared to be a massively massively serious injury and then he came back and my whole outlook on that guy changed in in that postseason because he came back on one leg and dominated he was absolutely unbelievable especially in the finals against the Suns but you didn't have Giannis at your disposal for a decent part of time a part of the time in that postseason and coach Bud is a big reason why they were able to navigate through that and so two years removed yes it's been disappointing and yes that's a bad look going out the way the Bucks went out but Man, I, you, you couldn't, uh, hey, one more year, and then if things started off poorly, then you make the move next year? So that's, I've lost a brother, and the emotional toll that takes in terms of grieving is intense. Throw the intensity of being in the postseason. In title favorites. It, it, that's an immense amount of emotions. I, when the news came out, I was kind of impressed by the courage and the dedication Mike B has to the organization to go through all of that at once. Yeah. I, that made me look at the Bucks organization and be like, that was grimy. I'm sorry. It actually, like the Bucks, the Bucks do look kind of grimy with all of that. And again, from a basketball standpoint, sure, I can see the case for it. But even without the death of Mike Boldenholzer's brother, right? Even without the death, wasn't it a car accident? Too? Like it was a car accident. Super but tragic. Even without that, you could still have the same conversation right now. Boy, that was a little harsh from the Bucks, right? Like it, again, you are two years removed from winning the championship in a postseason where Giannis suffered a serious injury. Uh, I, I don't. It, it seems like once though that train gets rolling amongst a fan base, and that train was rolling a little bit last year. Oh, you got to fire him. You got to fire him. And then the front office starts to pay attention, and you're trying to stay on the good side of everybody, and the Bucks are certainly a team of the community up there in Milwaukee. So then you're just like, ah, well, now people are gnashing their teeth, and they're upset, so we're going to push him out the door. Yeah, and I think logic says when you do sit Mike B down and talk to him, you tell him, you know, not only you, but a lot of other guys can bring us to the best record in the NBA, and to be a one seed in the East. But it comes when we get to the playoffs that we're looking for a change, that we're looking for a shift in momentum. But again, where that takes me is when you look at this team without Giannis on the floor, and we saw them without Giannis on the floor, the Miami Heat it was still a playoff team. Like, they were still oh, yeah. a, a very I scary mean, playoff team when, with guys like Chris Middleton and the Drew Holidays. Like, they were right there. When Giannis went down, there were countless ESPN talkers that were saying, hey, they're still, yeah. they're still a championship contender without Giannis. Uh, did... Did Budenholzer miss 13 free throws in Game 5? <laughs> like, for me, who's really to blame for the Game 5 failure? How did it get to the point that... I, and, and losing to, to Eric Spolstra in a playoff series, there ain't no shame in that because it's happened a lot. 
I mean, Eric Spolstra is top of the top. You lose to Eric Spolstra, you get out coached by Eric Spolstra. I mean, Jeanette, that's happened before. Been there, done that. Many times. That part shouldn't be a shock to anybody. Coach Bud's been there, done that. Exactly. In the bubble in five games against the Heat. Um, but but why did it get to a point where you you have to defend an inbound play at the end of regulation? Why did it get to a point where uh, you, you have uh, you, you have someone ill-equipped to take the final shot in overtime with the ball in his hands? Why are you in that spot? It's because Giannis Antetokounmpo, your star, missed 13 free throws. But it wasn't just that. Playing terrified. In the final three and a half minutes of regulation in that game five, didn't want the ball so much so that he's nearly throwing the ball away off jump balls. He's nearly throwing the ball away off inbounds in what should have been Kyle Lowry coming up with a steal where the Heat could have won it in regulation. That's not on Coach Bud. Yeah, and the question that I keep asking myself is how much power are we giving to the fans? Because you're right, this train got rolling. Like, who starts that narrative? Is this it the is fans? Definitely a fan influenced, fan base mm-hmm. influenced decision up in Milwaukee. And that's not necessarily the case in other sports. You look at the Boston Bruins, that was Jim Montgomery, their head coach's first year with the team and they broke every single record imaginable and got bounced by a team who had the longest odds to win the Stanley Cup and what did the Bruins fans do blamed every single one of the players on the ice not one thing was mentioned about Jim Montgomery so it's kind of a tale of the tape as far as how we you know how much power we give to the fans in sports I hate it when it comes to basketball because I feel like we and a lot of those average Joes hold a lot of power so, was there a difference in the fan reaction after the news came out that Mike's brother died? I think so. <laughs> By default, they, yes. I was going to say, did they back up a bit? Yeah, I, 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 I do believe so. And I think that if you listened uh, with any length of time to our sister station ESPN Milwaukee, sister station ESPN Madison, I think there was definitely a little, a little bit of uh, easing of the vociferous criticism that... Budenholzer was getting up there. Now, like, again, because of someone's personal situation, it, mm-hmm. it, it should not, in theory, it should not, um, that can't come into consideration when you're making a business decision, right? Like that, on its face, in a, a million billion dollar industry, those two things, you can't, you, you, you can't account one for the other. But, there is a human element to this that makes you feel real badly about it. And without the death of his brother, it's still a harsh firing of Mike Budenholzer. I would just say there has to be, in my opinion, an emotional difference between them having a fantastic regular season and the way they played in the postseason. Like for me, there seems to be a difference. In it, so you can tell that there is an emotional imbalance somewhere. I don't, but I don't, I don't even know if the players knew. I don't even know if the players knew though. Like we don't I know if the like- players knew. And and it, like we don't know if Mike Budenholzer was affected, coaching wise, by the death of the uh, of his brother. We just don't. We don't know that. We can assume it's an easy way. It's easy to assume a hundred percent. My my gut would tell me, yeah, he definitely was affected by it. His concentration was lapsing. That said, we don't know. We don't know. So, but again, on its face, the point I'm trying to make is that. Even without the death of his brother, from a human standpoint, you hate seeing what happened to Mike Budenholzer. Mm-hmm. From a pure, the job he's done, his resume, it's still a, a harsh decision from the Bucks for a guy that won a championship two years ago. Uh, the crowning sports achievement of the week was what? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. When we come back, 
We got some loser talk coming out of Toronto. We got some loser talk coming out north of the border. Uh, they're panicking. We'll put it this way. There is some panic setting in. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Ah, this seems bad. Uh, this is from SB Nation MMA. Uh, Jorge Masvidal Sr., father of retired UFC fighter Jorge Masvidal, has been booked on second-degree attempted murder charges with a deadly weapon, firearm following a shooting that took place at his son's residence early Thursday morning. According to online records, Masvidal Sr., age 67, booked into jail 1.33 a.m. Remains in holding at this time. Miami-Dade police told MMA Fighting Thursday that an incident occurred at a house owned by Masvidal where one victim was shot in the upper extremities, each arm, before being taken to a local hospital for treatment but was in stable condition. According to police, Masvidal wasn't present during the incident, nor did he have any involvement in the shooting. Here's what I don't understand. Your son, against all odds, becomes a generational wealth millionaire through an unbelievably fortunate planets-aligned sequence of events, right? Masvidal Jr., is able to capitalize on one spectacular moment and in a short amount of time just make millions upon millions upon millions of dollars sign a contract with the UFC for guaranteed fights something all these fighters strive for and you're you're his father and you're benefiting from this and you've seen your son get to the highest of highs but you're still too dumb to get yourself out of that life and now he's probably going to jail for the rest of his life like, think about that. That's just so endlessly stupid. What are you doing? What are you thinking? It's what is that? It's stupid, but it goes back to cultural roots. It happens so often, unfortunately. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if, I hate to say this, but like if my biological dad does something stupid. I, I understand that, but like, can't you pull yourself out of that, out of that life? way deeper than that. I mean, you look it's at Jorge. way deeper than that. I think Jorge Masvidal is almost in his 40s, or if not already in his 40s. And then you... Uh, saying he's still going sucker punching people outside of steakhouses. Yeah, no doubt about it. But my point with that being said is, I mean, look at John Moran. John Moran's in his young 20s. Like, I mean, it just ain't ever going to change. And and, and it, there's no fighting it, right? You're calling somebody stupid doing it, but... I know, it's... It's, how, I, you're, it's, it's how you're constructed. I guess I just... And maybe it's just pie-in-the-sky thought when you finally make it. When you you make that bag, or or your your child makes that bag, and you're along for the ride, like I, I guess it's too much to expect that you can mentally say, you know what, like things are 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 good. Like I can I can change a trajectory of my behavior, of my life, all that stuff. And you're going to say this is stupid, and I honestly agree that it's stupid, but a lot of the times when you do make it and then go ahead and put the put that uh, that street life down, then you lose a lot of respect for the people that you grew up with, from the people who made sure. you who you were. Still, still got that edge. thousand percent. Yeah. You get, yeah. You it's, gotta, a, it's, it's a rough spot to be in, but especially it's your dad. Um, it's close family. There's some family members I don't talk to, hence my real dad. 
because he's yeah. already acting a fool. And I am nowhere near where I want to be in my career. But that's a relationship. I said, I can't have this if this is where I want to go. Yeah. It's much deeper than, oh, your kid make it. Be happy. Way much deeper than that case. Sorry to get real for a second. No, no, no. I just, I always get disappointed when someone like makes it. Oh, a thousand they, percent. They make it and then they still revert back to the stuff that put them in jeopardy prior to making it. And then they trivialize everything that they accomplished when they made it. And I, I mean, Masvidal's father has been by his side in his corner. He's part of this. He's benefited from this. And then to, especially that late in your life, 65, that late in your life, make that decision to do that. It's just, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around it. I, and again, maybe it's because I'm just, I, I'm incapable. I haven't lived that life. I haven't done anything like that, but I can't, I just can't wrap my mind around it. It's more just disappointment. And how does that happen? I feel bad for Masvidal over everybody. That's a, that's a terrible situation to be in. Oh you yeah, for it, sure. You, you spoil your dad and this is how, this is what goes down. Yeah. That's, I'm sorry for Masvidal. No, it sucks. It, uh, it, it definitely sucks. Um, why don't we stone when we come back, I need to hear and I need everybody to hear the, <laughs> the progression of despair that has come from a certain television show out of Toronto. It is hilarious. It is amazing. There is full-fledged panic mode because the Florida Panthers, what are they doing? They're taking that ass of the Toronto Maple Leafs before. For checking the lights out. That's right. Uh, now that you know what a four check is, you seem like you didn't understand uh, that explanation that we were given. No, it's when you check somebody in the defensive zone. Okay? No, what do you mean I by do. check it's, though? It's like you punch like you, them? No, you, you push hit them. them. You hit them. Yeah, you hit them, and it generates offense. Like oh, I check people starts, all the time right, on the backs of a four check. I, I, I do, in a sense, understand exactly what it is. Okay. I mean, dude, I watch a lot of it, and I follow a lot of it. I even play some chell. That's what they call it in the streets for all the youngins out there. I play Wait. some chell. I'm on the sticks. Played some what? Yep. If you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't even know what you're saying. What I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mark this because I love this, and, and, and a high percentage of people out there know what Chell is. But it's all good. Chell is the video game version of NHL hockey. Why don't you? Because wow, it's, and you were here calling me a nerd yesterday. No, Ken. It, it, it's, Ken? it's not. I mean, Jeanette, you have a point. It's it's a salt life thing, but they call it oh, Chell. It's God. NHL. It's short. He's it's it, it it's worse. it's the analogy for NHL. So what do they call Madden? Den? <laughs> Don't do that, okay? Like, why do we have to shorten NHL? It's three still NHL. You want to play some chill? You want to play some chill with me later? I well, hate... It's like ESPN, like when people go Espen. <laughs> sure. I hate everything about that. <laughs> I, and, oh, I say it all the time. And I brought it up because I know you would. But me like, and you, we'll get into some chill later. I... I so... Go ahead and ask. The audience out there is, you, knows what some chill is. What is you, FIFA? You say, hey, want to play some pho? Oh, Want to play some pho? <laughs> Woo! That's a delicious Vietnamese. Chell. Chell. I'm glad I taught you guys. Something. No, I'm you actually. Nerd. I'm really upset. All this took place. Uh, you are not going to be upset if you have ear issues, nose issues, throat issues, snoring problems when you go see Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. He is the man. He is the dude. He is taking care of you. He has so many success stories in his decades as the czar of ENTs in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, based out of Boynton Beach. He does some amazing things. A lot of people just sit and they live with their ear issues, their nose issues, their throat problems. Snoring, hey, that's just part of the deal. I snore. What of it? 
Now, there are ways to fix this, okay? It's not healthy for you, not healthy for the people around you. Don't live in suffering just because, oh, that's what my mom did, my dad did. Oh, I can handle it. No, 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 no. You don't have to do that. That's the point. You don't have to live like that. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. Get in, get your consultation. I know he's rooting for the Knicks hard tomorrow. Not everybody can be perfect. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. It is the man. Dr. Neil Goldhammer. When we come back, talk some chill. Stupid. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs>